0: Today's product, almond cow, is one of our favorites, and I'm going to let my husband Mark Hyman, otherwise known as the Moo Man, tell you why he
1: loves it so much Why do I love it so much? How could I not love it? This product is the best. In fact, I came to California for five months and it's the one appliance that I made sure that we took with us. I'm a quarter mile from a Trader Joe's. Do I ever go there for milk? No, because I have my almond cow. We make it almost every day, and then we get the yummy leftovers that also don't go to waste because we make cookies we make cereal we can make anything with it get yourself an almond cow today
0: Mm, i agree plant-based milk at its best go to the link in the bio and use code laura to save i'm laura hyman and welcome to redefining movement a lit podcast designed to investigate all aspects of movement from my background in physical therapy and neuroscience My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter movement patterns and compassion for ourselves and others, so together we can live our most uplifted lives, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monthly Motivation. We are in a new year, 2024, and this month's motivation is about resetting your life, and I have a very special guest with me. His name is Mark Joseph Hyman. He's married to me. And we're going to talk about how this past year we've reset our life and review some things that worked well for us. And we both have different views on the new year, although I'm starting to believe more of what Mark says. So, anyway, welcome, honey.
1: Hello, honey.
0: We're on two different coasts. That's going to actually be a great segue or maybe a little clue into some of the things we'll be talking about. But first of all, I think of a reset as this powerful empowerment button that we can really push any time. But I think there are certainly times of the year that it is easier to reflect and think about not only where we've come from, but where we want to go. And people sometimes do that in terms of New Year's resolutions. But let's just talk about resetting and how this past year for us has been a big reset.
1: Sure. When you're saying that we look at New Year, assuming you meant not just 2024, just how we deal with
0: New Year's resolutions.
1: And it's just, for me, it's more that my German organization type manner, where it's like, if I'm doing something new, first day of the week, first day of the month, first day of the year, like that just has some symmetry and makes sense to me. So I love beginnings of the year, and sometimes... The expectation of what the year is going to be ends up being very different, but it's still good to be able to evaluate where things have been, choices you've made, goals that you've set, and whenever that is, it's just great to be able to say, okay, is this the road I want to be on? Or I got off path either because I let it get off path or just life took us that way. And that's what happened, I think, in 2023 where life took us in a road we weren't expecting and then it went way off and it ended up, sometimes you go on a different path and then you end up finding your little bit of paradise that you didn't even realize was there.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna guide us along this so we can help others with these kind of questions. So let's dive deeper into what you're talking about. But first, everyone could also do this for yourself. The first thing is when you're resetting is to assess... Your current moment. And in that, ask yourself, how do you feel about your life right now? That's just a question that we could all ask when we want to reset, because it also gives us the honest scope of if we're really living the life we want to day in, day out. We know that there's a lot of ups and downs. So, how would you say your current situation is? It's like the tunnel that connects what has happened in this past year to where we're going. So in this current moment, what would you say? How is your life? What's going well? And maybe what's a surprise? And then you can give some backstory on why you're feeling that way.
1: So this is a very unique little bit of time where we're apart, which this is the our longest little break we've had probably in 20 years where we're apart. So that I don't love, but our current situation when you're here here we'll define here. Here right now is California for five months where we weren't expecting a year ago to be necessarily that this is what we were going to be or two years ago. So yeah, right now it's beautiful, sunny. I'm in a t-shirt, shorts, out each day on hikes and everything. I have a lot more carefree. So the end is very different from where we started a year ago. So I guess the big takeaway is I'm here now. If you asked me a year ago, it was such a different place, emotional, physical stress, everything was so different. So I guess my message would be, if you're not feeling you're in the greatest place right now, so much could change in a year. And that's a great way to look at things is like, You have to make some choices maybe to make those happen, but so much can happen in a year and we do have some control over those choices and what we do. So if you're feeling down, which this time of year can certainly bring about holiday times, negative talk that you can have on yourself, try and lower the volume on that and think of the potential that can happen because right now I'm just in a much better place than the end of Each of the last three years, I would say, we thought, okay, next year, that's going to be our year. Next year is going to be our year. That happened every year, even last year, like this is going to be the year. And then, you know, I got cancer and that wasn't really expected. It completely changed our trajectory of what we thought was going to be a year. But here we are now and I'm in a place of gratitude and a place of happiness and joy that I definitely haven't been in for quite a while.
0: Yeah, so everyone probably has had some struggles since COVID and during COVID and everyone has their own story. And there was probably some highlights that came out of that as well as we saw because we became fully virtual, which was ultimately the environment that allowed us to make the decisions that we made for our family. But Mark, we started last January and we were
1: like, yeah, it's a new year and all that. And then he got the
0: diagnosis in February.
1: So I had was diagnosed with prostate cancer. We, I think we did a podcast or I've done some videos on that. So I had, I'm all better now, but we were waiting to get results from the end of the year. And then in, in February, we found out I did have prostate cancer and my prostate was removed in June. And so with all of these things, Nothing's black and white because on the other side of black is white, or on the other side of dark is light. When it's dark in one part of the world, it's light on the other part. So just how you want to see things, and it's definitely how you look at things. It ended up being there were lots of positives.
0: Yeah, I was able to have it fully removed.
1: Fully removed. I didn't have to change a diet to lose a little bit of a pound, and I'm doing really well. All joking or lightheartedness aside, I'm healthy. I don't happen to have any of the side effects associated anymore with having your prostate removed. And we have major changes that have happened in our life because some things that happened, that changed the course for us. The pandemic happened, that major change the course for us seemed pretty harrowing at the time with how it affected us business-wise and choices. And one door closes, opened up, and uh, other opportunities that we took advantage of.
0: Yeah. So- Health-wise, I feel like we'd probably always taken that for granted, which, of course, we shouldn't ever do. And I try and always talk about appreciating health because you don't know what good health is often until it's not available. You had a health scare, for sure. Fortunately, there was a kind of quick answer to it. But in addition to health stuff, we also, like many, had some financial concerns Because we were building a house that was meant to be like our second home, and it took longer and was way more expensive. We were really compressed with that feeling. And for anybody that is living in a place of financial worry, I sympathize because we really have been so fortunate. We haven't had that. We also live pretty humbly in the sense that we're not big spenders. We spend our money on our family and on experiences. And so this was the first time that we had that feeling of, oh my gosh, is this all going to work out?
1: That was out of our control. So at some point you're just so in it and it took three to four years and there's scarcity of materials that just escalated costs. And that coupled with the same time, what was happening with our economy and our financial situation with savings and then with work, it was just a confluence of items that put a major stress on us but that sort of gives you the opportunity to okay well how are we going to deal with this how are we going to work as a team and so it also makes wow when the sun comes out it really shines you could feel it you don't have the rain rain can be sort of bring gray skies and gloominess and all that but if you don't have that and all you have is the sunshine, you don't really appreciate it as much. Now that we're spending time out in California, we're not here all the time. And so we are just amazed at what we can do. I sort of like it the way we have it right now. We're here to spend time while our son is in school and playing basketball. So we came for a couple of months and we had that opportunity to rent and both be virtual. And some of these, we can enjoy it in part because of the stresses we've had over the last year, two years, three years.
0: And the other question I would ask not only you, but also everyone listening in terms of this idea of like, how are you feeling in your current situation is also like your days for the most part reflect the way you want to live your life. And I will say, I feel like we do that for the most part now. I mean, every day is not going to be that, but overall, when you're thinking about a reset. If you feel like most of your days aren't a reflection of the way you want to be living your life, your values, then this is the time to reset and make some small changes. And we did that. And then we had this big change all at once. Like we became empty nesters, or I think somebody called it free flyers. Empty nest sounds so negative and it's actually a really wonderful chapter, but we moved from our home of 20, I'd been in New Jersey for 28 years. The home that we built, just like we built the home here in Massachusetts where we raised our kids. So we moved states, moved homes. Our children were off to school. And then we decided to do also this kind of bi-coastal thing. And it might've seemed like a lot for people looking inward, but we were looking outward. But all the accumulation of our days and what we valued came to fruition there. And I give you a lot of credit. You've given me a lot more courage to make big changes that might scare some people, but I think for anybody listening, like, go there first. Are your days mostly reflecting the way that
1: you want to be living? And how would you respond to that? I completely agree. We are fortunate in that we have each other. And these kind of changes solo, I don't know how I would have been with as much between the cancer and the empty nesting and then the moving and being out here, it's a lot. And it sounds like a lot, but the constant is we had each other. So it made everything. And that was the loudest symphony in my life. The other stuff is just, it colors it. It colors music that's been the same, the constant. So I think that really helps that you need some constant, whether it's a partner or good friends or family. Otherwise, you have to create that more. So it would be stressful if we are moving and now we're moving to the Berkshires and then moving out here. And we know some people in all these places, but it wouldn't be the same without having someone to share it with. So I think that is a factor that some people might not have. Find the person that you want to be with. It definitely, these kind of situations, they, emphasize the good and the bad right? in relationships. You really highlight what you love about someone and they could bring conflict. The good part is that you communicate and you work through that and you embrace all the wonderful parts and realize that some of the conflict is fear of change, fear of of all the things that we're going through. And it's the one person that you can sort of express that to is the person that's right there going through with you.
0: Well, good. And also in terms of resetting, thank you for all the things you said there. This would be my next point that I think is important is go through your priorities. Set your priorities. You can reset your priorities, by the way, all the time, but hopefully there's a consistency in the priorities because when life happens and it isn't always easy and it's a new year and you don't know it's going to unfold, you at least have these pillars that you can rely on. So everybody think about, like, really, truly, what are your priorities? Obviously, you want to make enough money to live well and live without fear of not being able to pay bills. But beyond that, what is your
1: soul saying? What are your priorities, Mark? Definitely the health scare shook me out of complacency, I think, about my health and well-being. And just always assuming I'm fairly fit, I'm not making huge efforts to change things because- I was on a road that seemed like it was pretty level and it was pretty smooth. And then I had some major potholes that made me have to change the tires if I want to just play out the metaphor of my life and replace those. So I I definitely have made an effort. I was like, wow, okay, that could have been life-changing. I could have died. But even if I didn't, it could have changed how we lived our lives depending on how major the side effects was going to be of the surgery and if it was going to come back and so forth. So, so far I'm right now cleared with nothing as of now, but it definitely put an emphasis for me to get back and to actually commit to myself more, which I think you do much better at that than I do as far as committing to being good to myself with a workout routine, an emotional workout, just taking more control of that. And I love control.
0: I don't think number one would have been your health. And I love that you said that. And maybe if you're 30, you're listening and your health's great. I almost feel like we take it for granted. We just are doing the same thing or maybe like adding something in to spice things up. But the real like essence of mortality and what can we up level in our resetting to maximize positive opportunities for our health, knowing that there are going to be some things out of our control. And actually, that should be the number one for everybody above family, above money, because without your health, those priorities aren't going to be served if you aren't taking care of your health. And I know we hear this. I know we hear it, especially around the new year. There's all these messaging, but this is number one, take care of you and do the due diligence of looking at what is going to contribute to that. It's move in a way that makes you happy, but also challenges you. So Mark had been running and doing the Peloton, but now he's adding in mobility and he's adding in strength training more. And my reset is to also do that. I love lit and mostly that's what I practice, but I need to do more to maximize my health with aging. And so my pledge, my reset is to add more strength training and endurance training in there. So think for yourself, what is your priority? And we're not telling you to have health as number one, but man, it should be.
1: I think the loudest voice we hear is our own. For many of us, it's a lot of negative. There's not usually a lot of positive talk to ourselves when you're talking. It's the stuff you need to do, yes, but it's, it's what you haven't done or what you're not doing or exchanges that you're not happy with. So this is taking care of yourself is a great first step to building a situation where you're going to be able to have more positivity. And, and if you treat yourself better, it might probably also lead to talking to yourself better, which is important. So when I drove out a couple months ago, I read this book, uh, Peter Atia's Outlived. Highly recommend. I listened to it. It's dealing a lot with your health span versus your lifespan, and that you want to sort of match those. So, your lifespan is just the longevity, and your health span is like, how long are you healthy? And especially in our culture, we're spending a lot more time at the end where the health span has declined dramatically, and that maybe the lifespan is still going. And you want to try and match that. I think most people would want to be, have a high health span, right up until the last moment, is it possible? So you could enjoy those things later in life, whether it's grandkids or just travel when you have the time to do those things. So part of my taking care of myself is selfish for me, pretty much all, all is, because then I, I could do the things with you, with our kids, with grandkids, with other friends, now that we're in a better situation time-wise and financially to be able to enjoy that. So that's number one for me on that list would be just working toward taking better care of me.
0: Good. And I think this leads to the next question. So everybody can think about this too. So we've thought about like, how are you feeling now taking it an overall? And this is a nice time because it is a new year. And that's where I do think it summons us to reflect, but not be bogged down by things that didn't go well. And then it's again like looking at the priorities and is your day in and day out life, every day of your life, pretty much reflecting those priorities consistently. And then I think the final thing that would really be helpful for resetting is we do need to take action. Like an action can be different for everyone. So Mark, I know, likes to have goals. I like to have goals too. And sometimes I think writing them down is great. Certainly sharing them with someone because Mark has really shared his with me and he doesn't need me for that. Like he's really full on, dedicated, but it does have a heightened sense of accountability when you share that with someone else. And that way that person can kind of help you if you do get a little bit stuck or run into some like demotivating things. Obviously, we used, number one, you said your priority was your
1: health. And with that, do you have some goals? Just came to mind to tag on to what you were just saying. I was also, there's something about speaking your truth and putting it out there. It's powerful. So, to even hear your voice say those things, I think it's really important. But it just made me think about how, in this new year and setting goals, one of the great things in Jewish culture, Jewish religion, is with Yom Kippur at the beginning of the Jewish New Year. It's a reset in forgiving yourself and forgiving others. So, you could try to start with a clean slate for yourself. And I think that's really important. Again, I just find that right now, Things are tough, and we're tough on ourselves, and we're tough on others. There's so much animosity and divisiveness, and it's tough out there. So you don't have to be Jewish to do it. It doesn't have to be on Yom Kippur. The new year is a great time to be able to do that. What are you holding on to from 2023 that it's time to let that weight drop that weight for yourself, forgive yourself, forgive others. And obviously there might be things that you can't, but there's certainly a majority of the weight that we hold is things that we don't need to, all the clutter that we have in our lives. Don't bring it into the new year. Actively choose not to do that.
0: And so an action or a goal could be for us this time last year, we gave ourselves six to seven months of slowly decluttering our house to prepare for a move. That had to happen. Wouldn't that be great if you just did that as a goal? Because when you're talking about cluttering in your heart space, when you hold animosity or resentment towards someone else or to a situation, that is a clutter. And then so what kind of emotional clutter and literal clutter do you need to get rid of it and give yourself grace? Like we gave ourselves six or eight months and it was down to the day or something, but it doesn't have to happen in a day because- Again, these goals should be, they should work
1: with your life. And you think about it that way with the time and how much stuff we accumulated since our last move. So it's been the last 15 years. And yes, there was a lot with kids growing up and the stuff that we had accumulated and the number of things we just donated. And we wanted to just clear our slate as much as possible of things that might've been at one point important to us and no longer are, or we don't need the actual item because we have the memory of it and that's all we needed. So that decluttering was tremendous. And I think it was very freeing for us, the process. And then now it's like, wow, what that took emotionally and physically to really declutter from 15 years. We have a century combined of stuff, emotional stuff, We go through the process and you don't need to start, but if you haven't been, there's a lot there and it can be overwhelming with how much there is that we're dealing with that we don't even realize because it slowly builds and builds from when we're little and carefree and then just one little thing and it just adds up. So it's a continuing process of that decluttering of the crap that gets built up and then dust covers and you don't even realize there. So- Give yourself the freedom to let some of that go. And if it means having a professional help you through that process, through a therapist, a counselor, or whether it's an online person or someone in person.
0: You're now talking about the emotional clutter. Yes.
1: Emotional weight weighs so much more. So that would be the finding from what we did physically decluttering. And sometimes that tangible one makes it easier to see like, wow, okay, well, and maybe that gave us the space to be able to look at the other emotional clutter.
0: I think, again, yeah, this is a great time to reset. So goals can be, and they should be, physical, meaning for your health, environmental, meaning for your home, the place you live in, but also the people you surround yourself with. Is there decluttering you need to do there or resetting you need to do there? I think mentally we need a reset and that could be like not taking in all the negative news and guard your well-being. It's not like burying your head in the sand, but it's really balancing getting good news sources, but not just living in the negative state.
1: There's so much, right? So you have to pick what you're going to let in. And there's stuff for everyone. We see ourselves as compassionate people, but there's only so much. And I don't need to hear everything because I can't do everything about it. There's only so many hours in the day. And I need to be here for myself, for you, for the kids, for our friends. I do want to be worldly and knowledgeable and make a difference, but I'm not going to be able to make a difference everywhere.
0: You know, we talk about like not just looking at news all the time, but also getting out of nature and making contact with others in whatever way that is going to keep your mental state more balanced, but also getting professional help. Therapy is amazing. Because you have an objective person who is trained to help you process stuff. And so that's really great.
1: The other thing that we're talking about the reset is it's not a financial reset, but it's something I've become aware of. One of the advantages of being at our point in life is we do Mm -hmm. have security, we have financial security where we could do things that I couldn't do in my 20s and 30s. And sometimes your mindset stays, even though our bank account has changed from when I was 20 and 30 to now, because we worked hard and we also saved. We've been very fortunate to be in a place where we can do things we couldn't do 20 or 30 years ago. And so while there are advantages of being in your 20s and 30s and what you can do and the adventures that you might be able to do with less responsibility – We have different responsibilities, but we also have different abilities to be able to do it. So there's that reset. I'm definitely actively thinking about doing things that bring us joy and travel. And and that definitely takes help because you have built years of this is how I spend money or don't spend money.
0: I think what you could say is that no matter what kind of financial state you're in, maybe remove some of the fear because that fear can be there. And you hear really wealthy people talk about this who literally never have to work again in their life, but there's a fear that we can absorb maybe from our parents, maybe from society. And I think some of what you're saying is actually letting go a little bit of the fear around
1: doing some things where you're going to spend money and go for it. There are people that are probably in the other situation, might've come from lots of wealth and grew up with that, and maybe you are not in that situation, but are still living that, which is also not healthy. So it's like, do a check-in, where are you now? What can you do? And maybe you can't do some of the things that you wanna do, and that's fine because it'll put stressors on your life that you really wouldn't want to have. And maybe you are in a place where you can do stuff. So it's just about checking those different categories and being present with where you are financially, emotionally, physically, In your relationship. So that would be one for me, as far as a goal is doing more for us and for the people we love because we can right now, or we're in a better place for that. And also cherishing friendships, which we now have to work a little bit harder on because of our situation. I think it's going to give us more opportunities because we're in a more isolated place in New England than we were. But because of the pandemic, we got used to that. And now it's just making those efforts to put ourselves out there it's just what life's about so I'm definitely trying to take my ego out and reach out more to people who might not be reaching out to me and that's hard right like I enjoy this relationship I enjoy the time we have together so I'll put myself out there at some point maybe you keep on getting ghosted by some people but if, if you're just putting yourself out there and I think I definitely want to be doing that that's something I would want to put more effort into in the new year because I find so much joy when you Make connections with someone who you have history with, or even that you don't, that you're making those kind of connections. That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, I love that. So I think we can wrap it up by saying there's a lot of ways to reset, and it's just putting pen to paper, by the way. I'm a huge fan of that because there is a different neural wiring when you write it out. Like Mark was saying, write it out, journal about it, say it. You can certainly share it with somebody. You don't have to. And if it feels overwhelming to think of all the categories just think of how they're all interwoven. Because again, financially is how you're spending your money a reflection of your priorities. Like if your priority is your health, then why are you spending, like a lot of people sometimes will not spend money on This is too expensive. I'm not gonna buy organic or I'm not gonna belong to a gym or a a yoga studio or something because it's too much money. It's like that priority. That really loop back into like, are all these different elements in your life serving your priorities, financially, mentally,
1: physically, environmentally, socially. Sometimes having someone who has your back be able to remind you of like, you know, we, we talked about this is what you were saying you were passionate about. So we have each other. If you can have someone where you could share these, have a discussion like we're talking about now, bring up these things. Like it's the beginning of the year and have someone, whether it's check-ins and having someone who you care about, who knows you, write it down, but then be able to express it because you will find when the person's asking you questions and you're able to verbalize it, it sort of gives you another sense of truth and, and somebody who can keep you there.
0: Absolutely. And what we're all doing is building compound interest. Change is slow, but it's powerful because you put in little deposits, then it grows. And so the idea is that it is great to do it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you could do it every day, but that's probably not realistic. It is more realistic to have a review of the past year, feel where you are now, what you want to do differently, and then write it out and go for it and just keep checking in and keep being true to your priorities and your values and most of your days being a reflection of that.
1: You're just talking about this review And I know you do with your company, and I think a lot of companies, they have quarterly reviews, half-year reviews, annual reviews. And it's interesting because I think most people would not put work as the number one most important thing in their life. It could play a major role, but not the ultimate happiness, but it is a, a piece. And we're putting all of this into analyzing and figuring out how to improve the work. Why wouldn't you put that into yourself? And have those quarterly reviews, half-year reviews, year reviews. Give it at least the annual review, if not your half-year to check in, because that's what's going to ultimately provide you the longevity and the lifespan and the health span and the joy. Work might be a part of it, but give yourself the same kind of commitment and thoughtfulness that you would to a job.
0: I love that, honey. I'm so glad you brought that up. And Actually, when we do our quarterly reviews, we'll say, name three things that went well, and that didn't went well in both your professional and personal life. And we share that as a team. And that's a really helpful exercise too, because you're reflecting and that can be what you want to do differently. So that was great. Thank you. You're so cute. I love
1: you. Love you too.
0: All right, everybody. Reset button. It's your personal empowerment button. It's available to you. And we hope you enjoyed this. Please write us something, rate and review, but you could also write us directly at at lityoga.com and tell us that you want to have Mark Hyman back on here for a monthly motivation.
1: Monday Motivation with Mark.
0: That's right. That'd be a handful. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Redefining Movement. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating and review or share with someone you know. Check us out at www.lit.com method.com.